This is episode number 17 with this amazing power couple, Jake and Jackie Long. Hey everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the four-week couple series that I did with former number one overall NFL draft pick, Jake Long, and his amazing wife and TV show host, Jackie. I bring people on the show who are hyper-focused on becoming the best version of themselves. They've had a lot of successes and continue to challenge themselves day in and day out, but I think relationships take on a whole new meaning when you talk about becoming the best version of you. So I wanted to bring on some couples that I feel we can learn a lot from in terms of how they treat and support each other. Jake and Jackie have an energy about them. I don't know how to describe it or articulate it. It's just a feeling I get when I'm around them and interact with them. Both Jake and Jackie talked about how the NFL taught both of them how to persevere, that anything is possible if you put your mind to it and put in the hard work. They shared their college stories about how they went back and forth contacting each other for about two years before they started dating. I'd highly encourage you to go watch Jackie's TV show, Jack of All Tastes, on Amazon Prime. I've watched a number of episodes now myself, and she's so great at interacting with all the NFL players that she meets with. The show is straight to the point, and there's never a dull moment. You can also find Jackie on Instagram at thislongstory. But before we get into the interview, I want to ask you guys, how are you doing with your New Year's resolutions? Have you fallen off yet, or are you sticking with them? If you've fallen off, it's not too late refocus, plan, execute. And if getting in better shape was one of your New Year's resolutions, I'd love to be the one to support you with that with my online fitness training. You can go to nickcarrier.com fitness to learn more or direct message me via Instagram. If you're watching this on YouTube, give it a like and a comment. Engage with me. Subscribe there. If you're listening on iTunes, make a review. Move this thing up the ranks because the more reviews you write, the more people get access to these tools, tips, and inspiration. But for now, it's time. It's time to work on being our best self today with the power couple, Jake and Jackie Long. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I got my good friends, Jake and Jackie Long, with me today. I'm super stoked to have you guys in here. First time interviewing two people, so it's a new experience for me, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, But basically, I bring people in here who are trying to work on becoming the best version of themselves every single day, and that I feel like have done a pretty good job of that. And you guys, uh, you have your own TV show, Jack of All Tastes, on Amazon Prime, where you go around um, with NFL players where the cities that they live in and um, go to their favorite restaurants. And Jake, obviously, you're a four-time all, or All-American from Michigan, four-time Pro Bowler, first overall pick of the 2008 NFL Draft. So your successes speak for themselves. Thank but you. I knew that right when I met you guys at, uh, at Orange Theory. I just kind of felt like... I think when people have a good relationship, there's like an energy about it that I can that I can sometimes sense. And then mm-hmm. for some whatever reason, I felt some kind of energy from you guys. Um, you guys just kind of vibe off each other really well, and I <laughs> I think that um, it was super cool and unique. So I wanted to make sure I brought you guys in. So that's kind of mm-hmm. how I wanted to start off. Um, and so I'm intrigued about, of course, how you guys met and um, that kind of story. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you for having <laughs> yeah. us. Um, first of all. We met in college. Right. Um, actually, we met first semester of freshman year. Okay. So I don't know if you want to share the story. No. <laughs> we have like two different no, versions. Two. <laughs> no, we met story. welcome week at a, at a party welcome week freshman year. Okay. <laughs> yes. And then we were friends, didn't really date, and then uh, we had a class at, uh, in sophomore year, and then yeah, um, started talking over the summer and really started dating. Uh, junior, the start of junior year, and really been together ever since. So, okay. Um, spent a lot of time in college, and we've known each other since we've been 18. So I'm college it's, uh, okay. it's been a long time, yeah. Yeah, so how, what uh, brought you guys back together junior year? 
you don't mind me asking. <clears throat> oh, no. He, uh, <laughs> okay, so things weren't great. You're like, okay, I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> um, we, we met, we hit it off, but nothing serious happened. Um, and we kind of stayed in contact a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, then the summer after freshman year, Jake got in a house fire. Mm. And my girlfriend that had introduced us called me and told me Jake was in a house fire. And I was like, oh, no. Like, well, I'm glad he's not dead, you know, but like I didn't really care for him at the point, that point in time. So to the um, extent that she does now. Yeah. Right. It, it, yes, it was different. So I called him and I was like, Hey, listen, I'm glad that you're okay. Um, good luck to you. Just wanted to let you know, like, I'm glad that you guys are doing all right. Um, so then he tricked me because welcome week of sophomore year, he saw me and he's like, I lost my phone in the fire. Like, can I get your number again? And I fell for it. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, here's my number. And then I realized, like, I called you this summer after the fire. Yeah. Like, you totally still have my number. So he tricked me. And then we started talking a little bit again. We had a class together. But okay. nothing serious. And then and the second semester of sophomore year, we had a class together. Yeah. And he was not exactly on my favorable side. At that point in time. Okay. Um, I worked my way back in. That was all part of the plan, man. Yeah. So he found a girlfriend of mine um, at a bar on St. Patrick's Day and <laughs> told her that in, a, in you know, clearly he was uh, under the influence. Okay. Um, but <laughs> selling you out, babe. <laughs> anyway, it's part of the story. He told, right. He told her he was in love with me okay. and that I was the girl that got away. So first thing she does is call me. And tells me everything. Right. So then the next day in class, I see him and I confront him on it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I hear you met Marlo. <laughs> and he had that look on his face. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like, yep, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so that was kind of what started us yeah. talking again. Okay, was that's awesome. profession of love. I like it. Um, yeah. I like it. You can't be ashamed of it. It's what, what, we what, worked it, it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Awesome. So then you guys graduate college. You get, uh, did you guys, gra- did you graduate? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Awesome. We then you get, graduated together. very good. Um, then you get drafted number one overall, uh, 2008 NFL draft. First, I just want to know like what that was like. Was that like a dream of yours? Like, yeah. what was that experience? I mean, that was a dream since I started playing football in fifth grade was when I started playing. And I always watched, uh, the draft every single year, year growing up and just, uh, that was, that was my dream. Did and you actually like think though about being drafted first overall or just like going to the NFL? No, just going to the NFL. Yeah. And like, I really didn't um, think like I, I thought about it, but it really became uh, apparent that I'd get drafted, you know, after my junior or after my senior year, um, I had some people come to me and I almost left, but um, I wanted to go back and graduate and yeah. be with her and um, finish what I started at Michigan. And then, after my last year, um, you know, had a, had a great season, and it was, you know, I, all my work uh, <laughs> paid off, and it, it was really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Very good. Um, so then you moved to Miami. You moved to L.A., is that right? I did. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. And then you guys spent about a year apart? Yep. Yeah, just about. So what was the yeah. – how was the decision like to, to make the move down to uh, Miami? Um, y- y'all let you take that one. All right, so it was – um, we're, she was in Miami or I was in Miami. She was in LA for our whole first year and off season and started my second year in the league. And the first game of the year, I had a terrible game. Um, it was one of my worst games of my career. And then on the bus ride home after the game, I called her and was like, I can't do it anymore. I need you here. Like okay. I, I, I can't live without you. And, um, 
like it was a rough game and I'm like I, I need you here yeah and she came and a month or so the, later I mean you know we some things had happened it, he but, called me right. I think that was in September yeah. and I didn't move in until November I think yeah, it, it took October, a couple November, you know yeah. you had to like tie up all my loose ends and think like yeah is this what I want like is this who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with I'm moving across the country for a yeah. guy like this is a big deal so and like giving up what I was doing in LA mm-hmm. and I was worried that I was sacrificing my career by moving and at first it, it did feel like that you know because you're like love career what's yeah. gonna win um, well, especially when you're that young when you're that young especially and we weren't engaged or anything but I knew that the love factor like is something that you can't replace mm-hmm. you can't you can't like hunt it down like it just kind of no, it sure happens sounds. yeah <laughs> it I got um, that shirt for you did <laughs> same um, but it, it's true love was the most important thing mm-hmm. and um, I knew that I could I could have that love that I have with him um, and I could pursue my career and pursue my passions elsewhere. Um, but that was something I wasn't willing to lose, you know, risking, mm-hmm. risk yeah. losing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the beginning years of the NFL. Like what was it kind of what you expected? Um, like a different lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it is. We, we talk about it now and it, it, it seems like such a different life, you know, yeah. cause now we have two kids and settled down. I'm retired. Like we, it's so different, but the first few years it was it was fun, man. It yeah. was yeah, it was just football and and we traveled in the off season every now and then. And mm-hmm. um, was there anything well, that was no, a, not in the early years of the NFL? Yeah, not a well because well, the first after your first season you didn't have any surgeries. Yeah, but every single off season after, after that. that first season he had a surgery. Oh my god, yeah. at least one. At least one. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. But uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was uh, we had some good times. Yeah. So what were, what was going through injury after injury like? It was terrible. You know, yeah. it, it really uh, it started weighing on me near the end of my career. Mm-hmm. But I had uh, I've had twenty major surgeries altogether. I had two in college Lord. and eighteen in the pros. So um, yeah, it it really started um, getting old near the end because you don't have an off season, right? The, yeah. the minute you get done, you have I, I'd have the surgery, and a lot of them were big injuries, so it would take four to six months before I could start playing. And so I'd spend the entire off season uh, working out in training and then, you know, being behind in training camp because I didn't get to practice and then just throwing in the game. So um, I was always a little behind the eight ball and I was always playing catch up. And I did that for eight years of my nine year mm-hmm. career. So it was, it was really starting to get old. Mm-hmm. And it takes yeah. over every aspect of your life. You know, this yeah. is a personal trainer and mm-hmm. being involved in people's health and wellness that you're not just recovering and rehabbing from an injury, you're changing your diet, changing your sleep, changing your activities. Like yeah. every single aspect of your life is affected by it and those around you. Mm-hmm. So vacations are out of the out of the picture. I mean, you're not you don't For take sure. a break. Like Jake is Jake yeah. was so focused on football and being the best football player that he could possibly be right. that like you don't take a four day vacation to go somewhere mm-hmm. even like every morning, every day. Yeah, the like, trainers had to tell me to take a vacation yeah. one time because I was there for so many hours and like I didn't take a break, and so yeah, yeah. Like our first daughter, um, I wasn't around for like the first year of her life because mm. we had her during training camp. And then so training camp, you never out, and then the season it wasn't around, and then I blew up my ACL, and so I was so rehabbing. That was your second ACL because your first same? ACL you did when I was oh, pregnant. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so then I, you know, and then I had a staph infection. Like it was trying to come back from all yeah. that. So I, 
I was in rehab for six, seven hours a day, yeah. and then I was just exhausted. So it was, um, that's why I've really been enjoying being dad these yeah, I since I retired. Yeah, so huge, nice. huge change of pace. Yeah. Um, that kind of uh, goes to something that I like to talk about on, on podcasts is that I try to preach to people that like health needs to be such a top priority, whether oh, it's yeah. nutrition, fitness, because if you're not your healthiest self or feeling 100%, then you can't be the best version of whatever you're trying to be at that point in time. And with yeah. you, it's a little different circumstance because you're playing football, so you obviously have to be like injury-free. Mm-hmm. But it's like you also couldn't be the best dad you wanted to be because you were oh, injured. Yeah. You couldn't travel and, and that sort of thing. So I always try to preach to people like, mm-hmm. look, no matter what you're doing throughout your day, something health-related, fitness, nutrition, needs to be at the top of, our, top yeah. of your priority. Oh, yeah. um, and That's... Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. That, no, that's one of the biggest things we've, um, throughout me playing football and everything, we've learned is nutrition and food is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And we've tried so many different um, diets. Yeah. and. Well, um, I would say dietary changes because I, yeah. I don't think we diet. Right. You know, no, diet like, diet In the traditional temporary. sense of the word. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. We're not dieting to lose weight. We're not like on a diet for 20 days before, you know, a mm-hmm. wedding or something. It's like, like just eating better. Yeah. Like, like cutting out. Different. strategically yeah. and all that stuff like but gluten it's incredible right. what food oh my just gosh. food can change your life yeah no. it's incredible i completely so, agree yeah. it's a game changer i mean i was in yeah. in college i was like i thought that i was like probably the most fit that i'd ever yeah. been but after college when i actually started to like eat right um and i didn't eat like too <laughs> crappy in college but yeah. i lost like eight to ten pounds just <laughs> since college just because i eat well mm-hmm. instead of like pizza and like sandwiches all the time and that sort of thing it's just crazy but it's like i was working out like a ton and i just like fell right off yeah um so that's crazy um so i want to go now into into the tv show jack of all tastes where did you kind of get the inspiration or realize that that's what you wanted to something you wanted to start um so it was when we were living in miami and i had moved from la so i Mm -hmm. left you know my pursuit of television film out there um, and I got a job working for a local TV station in South Beach. Okay. And it was called the Beach Channel, so yeah. like a local tourism channel. Um, and I just kind of fell into this position as their food girl. Mm-hmm. So I would go around and talk about different restaurants that they would tell me to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, I'd riff off of things and sometimes have a script, sometimes not. Um, but it was going really well. And it turned out that certain, you know, potential clients were requesting me. So then the producers of the um, channel said, hey, you know, we we built shows. Like, we want to build one with you. Do you have any ideas? Mm-hmm. And I did. Yeah. You know, it was it was all a timing thing. I feel like everything kind of happens in that way. Like, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. Um, you know, there's obviously hard work involved in that, but timing is also everything. Mm-hmm. So I had the idea when they came to me and asked if I did. Um, and it was just that. It was to travel the country and eat because obviously who wouldn't want to do that? But then I added the football angle because I know so much about football, clearly. (laughs) Um, And I'm so ingrained in the lifestyle and and I am so comfortable with athletes and and their significant Mm -hmm. others as well that I said, let's let's do that. Let's, you know, eat all over the country and and do it with different athletes. And they're they're people that they love and want to hang out with and they can tell us where they're eating because who doesn't want to eat where, (laughs) you know, top players in their on the team eat. Yeah, when when our uh, when we were watching it the other day, we we're like, okay, we're going there. Exactly. <laughs> we're like, yeah. We need to plan out like next weekend. We got to go there. Yeah. I think it was like the steak and oyster, the southern. Yeah. Southern steak and yes. oyster. Yeah. I got yeah. it. I got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So yeah, good. that looks good. Looks yeah. good. What's the uh, what's the biggest thing that you've learned about since doing the show? Um, 
I thought that I thought so before the show happened, I would watch like Diner Drive-Ins and Dives and all the food shows, and it looks so fun and so easy. Like, oh my god, he just gets to pay to go eat and talk and whatever. So the biggest thing I learned was that it takes so much work mm-hmm. um, to film a show, and it was it was like a sixteen-hour day sometimes. You know, you're waking up before the sun is up. You're going to bed long before or long after the sun goes down. Right. Um, so it's so much more work and time than anyone ever realizes. Mm-hmm. But the thing that made it easy is that it's a passion. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't wait to wake up, even though I hadn't had enough sleep. And I couldn't wait to, like, go to work and and put more time in and, and be more involved because it was just one of those driving passions. So I think I, I learned mostly that I had no clue how much work it would take but that I was willing to put in that time because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Jake, was, what, what's it been like for you to watch her kind of go after this and, and start this thing? I love it. Yeah. Uh, especially in college, you know, she was a theater major, so she was in a bunch of plays and, and did all that stuff in college. So I'd go to all of her plays yeah. and loved watching her perform, and she's fantastic at it. So, um, And I remember watching her on the Beach Channel in Miami, and so... I, I support her in anything she does, and, and I, I, I want her to do more and um, be happy, and, and she's passionate about it. So I, I really love watching her on it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's yep. awesome. Cool. Um, so one question I, I want to ask, kind of want to put you on the spot. What yeah. Since you guys have known each other for how long? You've been married for six years? Six years. Six yeah. years. And, so and yeah, I mean, each we've other known for... each other. Shoot, since, since we were 18, so three? Yeah. 15 years. 15 years. Okay. 15 years. Yeah. Um, so what's that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 15 years. I mean, I was like eight years old. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, so I want to ask you, what has most impressed you about her since becoming a mom, having known her since freshman year of college? Yeah. Uh, she's a fantastic mom. Uh, like beyond, I know she doesn't uh, give herself enough credit. You know, she thinks she's very critical of herself, okay. but um, she's a fantastic mom. She's a fantastic care, caring, giving woman. Um, like before we had kids, I mean, usually when you say <laughs> in sickness and health, when you get married, you know, the sickness and health thing, like it's a little bit really, further along yeah. in life. Well, we've gotten tested a million times with injuries, and I couldn't have made it through it without her. Um, she was always there. I mean, she was eight months pregnant, and I had a staph infection. She was giving me a PICLINE IV, administering it twice a day for two and a half months. Like, it, the thing, she's so um, selfless, and... Um, it carries over to being a mother, and she's fantastic at it. That's so. awesome. I, li- I like that you brought that the in sickness and health thing up yeah. because I think that's so true. I would never have thought about it that way. Well, people, it was pushed push to the forefront of y'all's relationship. Well, and like when you see it on ESPN or whatever, you see the guy getting hurt and like ACL be back in six months to start the season. Okay, he'll be back, right? Yeah. They don't talk about their siblings or no. their kids or how it hurts the or affects your family life, mm-hmm. but it does yeah. big time. And I think sometimes it was harder on her than it was on me because I could go to the building and do my rehab and everything, get away. Like working out was my way to get away, Mm -hmm. you know. She really couldn't get away because I'd come home and she'd have to take care of me because I couldn't do things on my own. So um, sometimes it's harder on your spouse than people realize. Yeah, no, I think I completely agree. That's one thing I don't like about 
just like sports networks, ESPN and stuff, because yeah. everybody treats it like they're just football players. And it's yeah. like there's nothing, no outside life effect at all, yeah. especially when like being traded and stuff. Like, how are they going there <laughs> for this many years for this much money? It's like they have a family like they're trying to like think a lot more down the road than that. And so that's one thing that I always try to tell people. It's like, how can you complain about this? You have no idea what's going yeah. on in that person's life. Like, we were actually just talking about that the other day. Like she'd be in the stands and. Someone would be like, oh, break his leg. I yeah. That quarterback's a piece of you-know-what. Like, I hope he gets hurt and whatever. And his wife would be sitting right next to her. Be like, he has a wife and kids. Like, mm-hmm. you can hope he plays bad and, like, fumbles or throws an interception. Right. But to hope that someone breaks their leg or, like, gets carted off, it, like, it's that's too much. That's terrible, well, yeah. It goes with, like, you're, you're watching the games. I used to watch football with my dad growing up. And – you want that carnage, you know, like mm-hmm. as a, as yeah, a viewer, you're like, get him, rip his head off, <laughs> you know? Um, but since I've fallen in love with Jake and dated him and married him and everything, and when someone goes down on the field, all I can think of is that's someone's Jake, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a Jackie sitting in the stand. There's a, his, a mother <laughs> is sitting in the stand watching her son. Like it's so much different now watching football and watching all professional sports because when someone goes down, it's not just like, all right, who's up next? Right. It's like, oh, there's some there's some girl out there that is her heart is breaking because mm-hmm. like something as little as like, oh, she, you know, they thought they were going to Napa this offseason and they are not <laughs> going to Napa. You know, something like that. It just it affects everything and so many different facets of life that that you're right. It's it's just a whole different ballgame. It's yeah. it's a lot more than just mm-hmm. Get the next guy off the bench. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I think more and more people need to think of those things when they actually watch the sports because then they'll have so much more greater perspective on that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully it doesn't take everybody <laughs> marrying <laughs> marrying a football player yeah, no, to have that no. kind of <laughs> thought process towards it. Um, so what's the oh, – I'm going to flip it a little bit. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned from Jake? Um, I, oh, I get like emotional <laughs> thinking about it. I've learned that like – Nothing is too hard. Like, nothing is too much. Like, he can, oh, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional, but he's pushed himself and his body so far. And he does it, like, now that he's not playing football, he does it for his family. And, like, he's, his his cup, like, is unending, overflowing constantly with, like, how much he can do for someone and give and like he's just the most generous person he's made he's really changed my perspective i feel like i try to be more generous because of knowing him um he's a really super generous person and i feel like his dedication his discipline is unlike anything i've ever seen i've never seen anybody like put their mind to something and work so hard for it and reach that pinnacle in such close proximity i mean he did it he was number one Mm -hmm. like so to see someone do that and what it takes and that like that level, that tiny degree of, of dedication, like I've never, that was, it made a huge impression on me that someone can like really fully, completely devote themselves in that way to becoming the best. And now that football's gone, like I said, he devotes himself to being the best father and the best husband. And like, he's, he's really committed to, to doing that, you know, in the things that he chooses are the most important to him. And to be able to like prioritize that way is invaluable. I think it's I think it's really huge. Thanks, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Sorry, I don't know why I get emotional <laughs> no, about it, but good. it's like it's it's powerful stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, kind of speaking back towards the, the NFL career and the injuries. Was there one moment that was the that was the toughest for you guys? Like one injury or <laughs> just a moment in general that was toughest? One. 
Uh, I mean, they were they were all really tough, but yeah. the worst one was my Achilles. My 2016, I was with the Vikings and um, just got picked up from them and was playing really well. And that was my fourth game and was starting again and really starting to feel good and, and get back into everything and uh, pop my Achilles. And that was that was the last play of my career. Yeah. Um, you know, that was year nine and. I already had all the surgeries and was, you know, 10 was always my goal. So I was hoping to finish nine, maybe go to 10, maybe be done after nine. I don't know. But uh, I really wanted to have that decision. I know a lot of times guys don't uh, go out when they wanted to. But mm-hmm. that was that was the hardest one because I was just starting to feel good again. And um, and then my Achilles popped. So yeah, that was tough. yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, it sounds like a brutal injury. I feel like I couldn't even imagine what the pain was. Oh, it was terrible. Like. It was terrible. I, I thought... Because I was in a pass set, and I was just blocking the guy like I do a million times. And mm-hmm. then I thought the running back kicked me, and I thought I broke my ankle. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on the ground rolling around, and the trainers come out, and I'm complaining about the running back breaking my <laughs> breaking my ankle. <laughs> and they're like, Jake, like, no one was around you. And uh-huh. like right when he said that, I'm like, I blew up my Achilles. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. So, that yeah, I thought the running back broke my ankle. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. speaks to, like – how bad it must have hurt in, oh, the, in the second. It felt like you got shot. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Jeez. You guys have, so you guys have two kids now, right? Yep. Awesome. Well, how has your relationship changed or grown since you since you've had kids? Our relationship? Our relationship? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I don't know. Like it, it just it keeps getting better. Um, you know, because I feel like there's so much more trust between yeah. us and like. I rely on him so much more because when, when he was playing football before we had kids, yeah, we were kind of individuals, you know, running side by side. But right now I feel like we're super intertwined. Yeah. We, yeah, we've really become a team, you know, like mm-hmm. we like play off each other and like do when one, someone's doing something and something over here needs to be done, like cleaning up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The baby's doing something. It's getting like done. It doesn't right. take one person to be like, Hey, do it. you like, are you going to go do that? Like we just, Mm-hmm. We see it needs to be done, and we go do it, and we, yeah, we we just work really well together. Yeah. yeah. Did that take time for you guys to kind of like figure out that dance, or was it just like pretty natural for you guys to kind of pick up and just do your certain things? I'm gonna take this one. So Jake uh, is like clearly a team player, right? right? Like that's why he's mm-hmm. had so much success in football, and he also is like this is silly, but he's coachable. So like, <laughs> and <laughs> no, really, like this is one yeah. of the amazing no, things awesome. about him that like. Yeah he's open to that and like conversely i'm not as like i i feel like okay this is my way i'm gonna do it this way and he's like helping me like break that down a little bit and be like well let's do it this way and then i'm like oh but you're right we should do it that way Mm -hmm. you know i think i think the communication has changed i feel like Mm -hmm. we're working so much better together but truthfully like being open to compromise Mm-hmm. In a couple, and like being able to communicate about that compromise has been huge. I don't even know where the question started. Next no, no, you guys like, have, no, has, has it changed since yeah. having kids? And it sounds like communication well, has been a lot more there. Yeah, and I think it was a big transition when I retired, like you know, dealing with no football and no rehab and all that stuff. But I think that one thing that helped us was all the injuries I'd been through, mm-hmm. like the whole the whole off season. It was just us, <laughs> right? Right before we had kids, it was us. Her taking care of me, or like. Us in the hot, like dealing with these injuries for eight years before I retired. Um, so I was around the house a lot. You know, a lot of guys, like, there's a big transition when you retire, but um, especially at home because 
now that you're not at football every single day, you're at home with your spouse and your kids and it, there can be some clashing. But I think we transitioned a little bit easier. Right. Um, because we spent so much time together with injuries and having to take care of each other. Hey, that could have been a blessing in disguise right yeah. there. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, it was probably like the worst part of life <laughs> as a couple, like yeah. having him suffer and going through all of that stuff. But it was probably it the thing grow. that built mm-hmm. the foundation of our relationship. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I legitimately feel like there is nothing that could come at us that we yeah. couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's because it sounds like because y'all's <laughs> communication is just it's kind of very good back and forth. Yeah, we try, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. In our relationship, that yeah. we've we have disagreements, you know. We, yeah. we see differently on certain things, but we, at the end of the day, we'll we'll talk it out, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll get through it. And so let's so let's stick there. What's been the toughest toughest part of of um, the relationship? You know, marriage, having kids, anything in particular jump out? Or I mean, for me, the the hardest part about having children is. Is that your previous self and your previous right. life? It's all different. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all changed, and like that independence and that ability to just pick up and do whatever, that's gone. So that's been a huge shift for me. But I, I was never like a super maternal person. Like growing up, I never like babysitting. I didn't have like dollies mm-hmm. that I wanted to nurture and take care of. So like having children for me, I think, was a much bigger sacrifice and a bigger life shift than being in a marriage. Because I, I like having a partner. Mm-hmm. But the kid thing, that's what threw me. But what, what surprised me about having children is that I'm so in love with them. <laughs> and I never realized how how I would be. My mom would always say, like, like, do you know how much I love you? And I'd be like, of course I know how much you love me. And she'd be like, no, you don't. You don't know. And she was right. Like, I didn't know until I felt it myself. Mm-hmm. And now I, I'm like, oh. You really yeah. love me. <laughs> you really love yeah. me because that's like, now I get it. Yeah. So I was going to ask, what do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourselves since having kids? Do you think it's that, that maybe you have this huge like love spot in you for children? Or I don't know. It could be something else. No, because I still don't like most kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I love right. mine. I love the ones that I love like around us. Right. Um, like dear friends, children, I adore them, but like, I'm not someone that's like, Oh, a crying baby in a grocery store. Like, mm-hmm. let me go comfort it. Like, yeah. I'll be like, bye. <laughs> I'm going to the deli, like whatever. Um, I think the thing that I found the most is that maybe through watching Jake, like push through stuff, I found that within myself in motherhood. Mm. I found that like, I can, I can push myself beyond where I'm comfortable, beyond where I like to be like you know, your comfort zone. I, I feel like children have pushed me in that, like beyond to where I, I don't know if I'm articulating that correctly, no. but I just feel like I'm, I'm more comfortable than I realized I could be as a mother. And I'm more willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. because I'm so invested and, yeah. in them. Yeah. Because your love for them is so great that no matter what kind of comes in the way, you're going to be like, you don't even think about like not doing something or letting it hold you back. You're just like, you've got to keep going. Yeah, I think where it really came, I don't know if this is TMI, but with nursing, I I didn't like nursing mm-hmm. and I made a commitment to myself and I felt like the baby that I was going to do it for a certain amount of time and it, it was really physically difficult for me and would have been totally fine and safe and healthy for the baby if I had stopped earlier, but I, I made this decision up and I feel mm-hmm. like watching Jake put his mind to something and watch him achieve that on a much smaller scale, that's kind of how I 
pictured it and I did it and it was like, oh, wow, I, I did that. Like I, I got to where I wanted to. So I don't know. That's, that yeah. was the thing I thought. Yeah. What gotcha. about you? Makes sense. For me, it was, it was how like easy I transitioned into being a dad. Not okay. like, like being a father is the hardest thing I've ever done. Like right. raising kids is the hardest, any football game or tra- that doesn't even compare to fatherhood. Mm-hmm. But, but you like, knew you wanted to just, be a dad. I knew I wanted to be a dad. And then, like, I'll never forget when we had our first kid, like, she popped out and, like, she needed she to change. She popped out. It's no. nothing. But, like, <laughs> she needed to change a diaper. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And I changed the diaper, changed her clothes, and I was like, I swaddled her and I was like, good to go. And like, all right, here. And, like, I'm holding her. And it just, like, I wasn't, like, some guys are like, oh, my God. I have a baby. Mm-hmm. What do I do? I don't know how to do this. Like, I'm like, at, and like, I'm really hesitant. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And I just like jumped right in and it was fluid and felt right. And, you know, I just keep growing and learning and, and, and I'm excited about it. And I've never been like so scared to where like, oh my God, what do I do? Right. And we just learn and grow, mm-hmm. you know. So why do you, also, I think that's the biggest thing for me. He's mm-hmm. never been afraid to change diapers. He's not afraid to like do silly dances. We have daughters, mm-hmm. so like uh, the potential of football is gone. Like yeah. we're not <laughs> having little football players. Like he'll put bows in his hair to like make them laugh, and he's yeah. he's not afraid of of that intimacy, you know, with a child. Like mm-hmm. he's not afraid of. Of like, he doesn't have this like manly, masculine. This is my role. I'm the man of the house. Like, he'll get right in there and change diapers and cook dinner and and be goofy and dance. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Why do you think you were like that? Uh, do you have a? Are you are you and your father close, or how do you think? Yeah. So I, I have two brothers, one older, one younger. And my parents were amazing parents. And, you know, my dad worked a crappy job. He worked for GM in the foundry Mm -hmm. for 30 years. And my mom worked at a local deli and she worked her butt off till two o'clock and then would go pick up the kids and did everything at home. And like my dad would come, like, they never complained. They, I was always like, can I get these new cleats? Like, they, they always worked and like didn't give themselves things to give us football equipment to me and my brothers and take us to basketball stuff. And like we'd go to the Detroit Lions football games and they just, they never complained. They gave everything to their kids and, um, and for working bad jobs, you know, they, they, they had, they had stuff to complain about and never did to their children. And I guess I, maybe I just learned from that and that sometimes my body might hurt. Sometimes things might be happening around me, but I'm not going to complain about because I got you and, and like we can teach you and, and, and learn from that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think? And kind of going to go back to the NFL real quick. What do you think is the biggest thing that you learned about being in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's like, I mean, you just, I thought about it because you just talked about not complaining and that sort of yeah. thing. And I didn't know if, if that could have been something that you learned um, a lot, or if there's one particular lesson in the NFL that somebody taught you or something that you learned a lot. Yeah. I think throughout my entire football career was just like perseverance, right? Cause you're going to get knocked down a bunch uh, and a lot. And even the greatest players ever to play get knocked down. And it's those guys that can learn from it, can watch the film, can like, like take it personally, but not take it personally to where like you got to shrug it off and go play the next play. But um, I think just perseverance, you know, because I had bad plays, I had bad games, I had all these injuries, but I didn't care. I every yeah. time I went on, I'm like, I'm the best. I'm gonna show you, I'm the best. 
and um, just kept dry. That was my driving force. Mm-hmm. Is that is that like literally when you got hurt? What was is that just like I just want to be the best? Was that just kind of kept going through your head oh, yeah. about just keep getting back up every time? Yeah. Well, I remember every time I got hurt, I, like I blew up my ACL. Um, what, what year is that? Was Which one, one, darling? Uh, my first one. I don't know. I, it was the it second was to last December. game of the year. So right. It was the second December last game. 14. Anyways, no, 13. December So 13. I had surgery middle of January. I'm like, so I started the second I had surgery, I started counting off. All right, what's six months? Because six months is like the earliest you can come back. I'm like, I'll come back in six months or less and I'll start the season. I did. And so, you know, like every time I was like, all right, how much, how many, uh, am I going to have to miss games? Can I play through this? I remember I like I blew out my shoulder uh, one game in <clears throat> in Miami. I blew out my shoulder on a Sunday afternoon. I played Thursday the Thursday night game, Jeez. and so it was. If I could play, if I could walk and play, I, I was I was gonna play. You know now what I mean? This is I a never PSA to never do that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, that was, I was done. Like it was so bad. It was bad. Like I should have sat out when uh, at times, but I just I the type of player and person I was like I, I just I couldn't you know I think it's so hard when you're actually in the moment to be able to take that step back yeah. and be like maybe this isn't good you just want to play and, like, and compete and like you're young and dumb and like <laughs> you, you recover quicker and all that stuff I'm like ah yeah. I can play like I played eight days or nine days out of surgery I I I got rolled up uh, week four preseason had a grade three MCL and torn meniscus Played the next week until bye week, and then I had meniscus surgery and played, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, I just – I wanted to play, and, and I wasn't going to let anything stop me. Yeah. Which was dumb. Yeah, you were, like, a big, dumb animal. <laughs> did you try course. to stop him sometimes? Of course yeah. I did. Like, maybe, maybe, sweetie, you should wait longer than eight days from surgery to play in an NFL football game. Like, maybe that's not the best <laughs> idea. But then there are other pressures, you know, like – Yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah, coaches – General managers, you know, front office people, yeah, you know, everybody wants him out there because he is the best. Yeah. So they're like, get on the field as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yes, I'm okay. And they're you like, okay, go. Otherwise, you lose your job. Yeah. Right. Jeez. Yeah. So you've been retired for two years. Uh, yeah, retired. Yeah, and and the sixteen was the last year. Yeah. Okay. And then gotcha. I officially... Retired for two years, walking for one. <laughs> Barely. It hasn't been one yet. He wasn't even walking that first year. Mm-hmm. That he was done. Yes. Yeah, that's tough. So, you know, you support her. You're passionate about being a father. What What are you passionate about now? What are you, what are you going after? Yeah, so like she said, like the last year and a half, I've been recovering from my Achilles because uh-huh. I had a bunch of complications, retore it. Had, it was bad. So I, I wasn't walking for literally a year. I was on one of those knee scooters. And so... The last year or so, I've been rehabbing and working, and I'm still working on getting my strength back because I, I really can't even like walk without a limp. And yeah. so I don't know if that'll ever come back, but I'm still working on getting healthy and, and uh, transitioning to retirement. And we do a lot of stuff in real estate. She grew up in a real estate family, both her mom and dad mm-hmm. still to this day work in real estate. And we love, you know, buying, selling, remodeling, doing all that stuff. We've right. lived all over the country and owned a bunch of homes and like rented a bunch of homes and, and so now, you know, we're going to um, maybe start some doing some stuff in real estate. Yeah, so, no, gotcha. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's cool because you guys can do it together. And yeah. like, yeah. you drive around, like, I watch your Instagram <laughs> stories, and then she shows you singing. <laughs> you see. It always looks like, I mean, 
Obviously, right. it's on Instagram, so but it always looks like you guys have a good time together. Yeah. And, we're having fun and enjoy every aspect right. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're not, you know, I'm not, I'm not insta-storying if we're bickering about, you know, <laughs> about the... Like, light fixtures. Yeah, light fixtures. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I love no, there's like a go-to thing. <laughs> All right, so the last question I always ask for uh, everybody who I bring on, I'll ask you for both of you. I'll have you answer first and uh, Jake go second. But, so my passion is trying to help others become the best version of yourselves. And to me, I think it's a constant journey for every single person. I don't know if we're ever at that best version of yourself. Hopefully the last, our last day we can take our last breath confident, being confident in the fact that we were the person that we were supposed to be. And I think that everybody's journey is unique. Everybody's different. That's why it's best you, like it's you as an individual, have to find your, your method of becoming the best version of yourself. So the question I'm going to ask you guys is for you guys personally, um, what are three things that you could do or three things that you could work on to become closer to that best version of yourself? Um, I think that I have to remember and understand that like life is full of cycles and seasons and that I'm not always going to be the best television host mm-hmm. during a certain season. I'm not always going to be the best mother during a certain season, um, but that those cycles change and that that I have to kind of allow myself that. So like when I... When, you know, when Jake was injured and we couldn't do the TV show, then I, I committed to being the best mother and caregiver that I could be. When he was healthy and we only had one child, I could, you know, put myself to be the best television host I could be when we were shooting the show. So I think the cycles are huge. I think that um, life is so precious and finite and you never know. We, we were just watching a show and someone like took a drink and said, like, one day closer to death. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but it's true. You never know what what that's going to, ha- you know, when that's coming or what that's going to bring. So I feel like loving fully and openly is so important. Mm. And, like, sharing your love and being open to people about it and being generous with your love because the more you give, the more you get. And so I think that's, like, a really big deal, like, yeah. telling people you're close to that you love them, smiling at people on the street. Um you don't know like if someone's having a bad day, like what happened to them. So I think that's a big thing. I don't know. The third thing, patience. Just having patience and knowing mm-hmm. that things happen in their own time. <laughs> you still use it. Yeah, I think patience is huge. Yeah. For me, I, I really have to work on it because I feel like sometimes I get in these lulls where I'm not as productive as I want to be and I'm not as, you know, yeah. You know, but I feel like we all kind of do. So accepting that. And having patience that, like, if you put in the time and you can put the energy in and, and find your directive, you know, that it'll all kind of come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Having patience and, and and not accepting or not expecting it to all be right now. Right. I have to be at the top right now. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, well, that's why I think of one of the reasons with us youngsters, uh, it's, it's hard for us to be patient because – Everything is so like instant gratification now yeah. with so many different things. So totally. we have to work harder and harder about being patient. Um, so that was, that was good. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go to you. Yeah, to feed off the patience thing, I was going to say that, especially like transitioning into my next career because I've known football my entire life. Started in fifth grade and just retired, and I'm 33 and like restarting my life. Like I right to start a new career, a new path, or whatever I want to do and. So when I first started, I'm like, what do I got to do? I got like, I, I can't take any breaks. Like, let's go. And like, we were getting stressed out about it because I was trying to do a million different things. And like, wait, like, let's calm down. Let's get healthy. Like, take care of the family and be a dad. And like, 
something let's find out what like really inspires us and what we're passionate about and take our time and go from there because for the last 15 years it's been go 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 like you got to do this and it's regimented so i've been on a schedule my whole life so Mm -hmm. now that i'm not on one i'm like what do i do right (laughs) so yeah the patience is the biggest thing for me um health wise is is still a big thing for me because i deal with so many injuries and stuff like I still want to lose, I want to lose more weight, and because uh, I'll feel better on my knees and shoulders and everything. So health is huge in our family. Um, we try to be as healthy and eat healthy and take walks and play at the park with our kids and do all that as as much as we possibly can. And one of the biggest things she wants me to work is like communication, because sometimes my uh, defense mechanisms throughout everything, not just her, is like I just shut down. And I won't talk to anybody and I'll just internalize everything. I'm like, all right, like just leave me alone and I want to go away. Um, so that's one of the things I've really worked on and, and trying to communicate and share people with my feelings and like just nip things in the bud instead of just letting it fester in my head and yeah. get worse than it actually is. But um, so those are my three Awesome. Things. Those are great. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in. That was a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you for having, having us. Yeah, really definitely. appreciate it. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now it's time to act. Leave a like and a comment on YouTube. Subscribe to that page. If you're on iTunes, leave it a five-star review. Help the show move up the ranks so more and more people can get access to it. Feel free to take a screenshot of this episode and let me know you're listening on Instagram. Man, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jake and Jackie. I mean, what a couple. Those two complement each other so well with their varying skill sets and their personalities. It's so cool how Jackie has learned so much from Jake and his work ethic from the NFL. It continues to inspire her to chase her dreams and to know that anything is possible. I was super impressed with Jake and how he felt so comfortable jumping into fatherhood. You probably wouldn't think of someone who's 6'7 and 300 or something pounds to be as naturally as loving and caring of a father as he is. Jackie loved praising him for being so great with their little girls and playing different games with them. Thanks so much for listening. Keep taking consistent action every single day. Now it's time to go out and upgrade yourself today to get closer and closer to your best you.